Hey, what's going on there, guys? Jack here from Integrity, and this is Upshot, your weekly podcast where we talk about everything relevant to creative news. So if you're a video editor, motion designer, animator, or anything else in between, this is the podcast for you. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about NVIDIA's buyout of arm handling, NVIDIA's 380 sale, uh, which is starting today, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, WeWork's monthly subscription, YouTube's new alternative to TikTok, uh, although it's in the beta stage and will only be releasing in India, so more on that later, Google's new 2GB fiber optic, Sonnet's new Clearview Pivot, which is basically it's like a review software for VFX artists and colorists, a new tutorial from Ben Marriott, and of course a new video from Adobe's video and motion channel. But first, considering we've been talking a lot about Intel and NVIDIA, we're just gonna show a little bit of love to AMD and just help you put something on your calendars quickly. And that is the fact that they're gonna be announcing their new line of CPUs, the Zen 3 with the Ryzen 4000 series for desktop. And that will be announced on October the 8th. So we're gonna find out a lot more details about that. Coming from someone who's thinking about maybe even going Team Red for a CPU, this is pretty significant. And also they're going to be showing off their new RDNA2, Big Navi, and that will be on October the 28th. Uh, I know you guys probably are a bit sick and tired of hearing about NVIDIA, NVIDIA, NVIDIA. It's everywhere within the news, but we've got something that's slightly significant um, outside of the 380. Uh, for our first bit of news. And that is basically the simple fact of the matter that NVIDIA has now bought out ARM. Now, why does this matter? It matters significantly because the simple fact of the matter is, is that ARM is a CPU model for what Apple is swapping over from Intel. And now NVIDIA, who is not exactly on great terms with Apple, now uh, owns basically the company that uh, leases out CPU architecture. So NVIDIA has been really making the rounds news-wise. They've also been working behind the scenes in purchasing ARM for $40 billion. Uh, so the deal was broken up into several installments with SoftBank receiving $12 billion in cash. I think that includes uh, $2 billion upon just signing the deal. It'll be receiving $21.5 billion in NVIDIA's common stock and SoftBank will own 10% of the new company. So SoftBank is a Japanese software company that owns ARM handling. But basically, going back to the pricing, NVIDIA will also be paying $1.5 billion in equity uh, to existing ARM employees, ensuring presumably that as an insurance, they won't be doing mass layoffs, which was one of the potential concerns of this deal. As mentioned before, NVIDIA has been busy. They've been developing the seven nanometer cores with Samsung, new RTX 3000 series, which reviews are starting to come out for. Pretty good so far, but we'll touch upon that later. Um, and now buying ARM, what's next? NVIDIA, what are you going to come out with? Because uh, we're just constantly talking about it. Intel, take note please. So what, what's the benefit behind this? Now, presumably, hopefully, because the way of ARM works, NVIDIA is turning around saying, we want to create basically a massive AI supercomputer. I know we, we have a problem about talking about AI constantly. Hopefully, the result of this, we might see potentially better hardware from NVIDIA and furthering like lots of new tools using AI and algorithms uh, generated from ARM CPU designs, which is fantastic. Uh, considering how close Adobe is with NVIDIA, it would be a really good thing to see those tools even transfer into uh, the Adobe suite. Although I am 
reaching quite far with that one. The community concerns are quite valid about this. Um, as said before, I'm just making sure I'm still recording now. Otherwise, I'm going to small amount of panic. Um, so community concerns. Uh, as 95% of smartphones uh, use our mechanism architecture, that's a huge chunk of the market now. That NVIDIA basically... Uh, has potential control over. Uh, Dr. Horser, I believe, uh, I do apologize if I get that slightly wrong, but he's basically said in the past that it's one of the fundamental assumptions that the ARM business model, uh, as I said before, like where they lease out the architecture to be manufactured, it's essential that they operate completely unbiased. Um, as I said before, that 95% within the mobile market that's insane and the thing is is uh nvidia and apple kind of a bit of a rocky relationship this company that nvidia is buying it from softbank this is the reason why they're the preferable owner in some of the critical eyes is because softbank isn't a chip manufacturer so the deal was perfect in terms of impartiality with clients now of course we don't know nvidia's intention entirely speaking hyperbole you got to think that nvidia's newest rtx 3000 series in case you're worried about price increases is comparable cheaper to the previous generations so the one that's releasing at the moment which we'll get to in a second but the performances outdo the 280 and is still being released around the same price point which is more than we can say for apple including the simple fact of the matter is outlets such as bloomberg are claiming that all existing clients such as apple won't have anything to fear from the buyouts because huang himself has said he will preserve arms neutrality and wants to expand the client list i'm quoting directly from the article here uh, NVIDIA has spent a lot of money for the acquisition and has no incentive to do anything that would cause clients to walk away, but definitely something that you may want to find solace in. In case you're a bit lost, um, Reddit user Zip2Faf has a great explanation of what exactly ARM is, and I'm just going to quote him directly here. So there's two kinds of ARMs. One is ARM handling, which is the company, and the other is ARM itself, which is a CPU architecture and design. Kind of like x86, uh, effectively every smartphone currently uses ARM CPU, and in order to make these CPUs, you need a license from ARM handling, which is now NVIDIA. Um, so potentially a huge power move that will let NVIDIA not only design their own CPUs, but also make lots of money from licensing this architecture. They can use it to cut off a lot of companies from accessing if they wished for it. Again, talking about Apple and NVIDIA, they could in theory do that, but because ARM is such a universal CPU range, especially with mobile devices, I would be incredibly skeptical about that because that would make a lot of enemies. So going back to uh, the 380, this would probably hopefully be the last bit of news we're going to be talking about because everyone is basically creating uh, videos about this currently. So we're only touching lightly about this. But basically, if you're listening to this on Friday the 18th, uh, you can now purchase it, I think, from 6am in the morning. Pre-orders from the custom models were made available last week, apparently from an article coming from PC Gamers. And yes, unfortunately, they have entirely sold out. Uh, the 380 will be going on sale today. Reviews providing quite a positive light on the card. PC Gamer giving it a 92 out of 100. Tech Radar gave the card 4.5 out of 5. And IGN, of course, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. So comparably quite high. Um, and also we'll be talking a quick bit about Linus's opinion on this. We're expecting an extremely high amount of demand. So if you're thinking about panicking, running over, buying it as soon as possible, just 
remember that AMD do have their announcement next month. Um, Linus has done a video on the 380. In summary, he's more or less turned around and said it's a good card. It's not double the performance of the 280, as NVIDIA claimed, but that double performance rating came from Minecraft in RTX, I think, at 4K. So that was where that double the performance came from. So if you already have a 280, there's still some consolation there. You haven't got like an out-of-date piece of junk. It's still a decent card. It's uh, We're talking, I think, in terms of performance boosts, around about 20 to 30 percent but it also depends on what software you're using remember adobe creative suite is not the most efficient in the world those tests were measured on games and 3d modeling so if you're consistently using the adobe suite you may not see that performance boost or not as much as you'd like keep in mind though that the hardware is only as good as the software will allow it to uh, so before going out, just ensure that your workload justifies it. If you're dealing constantly with After Effects, um, even then I'll be a little bit like, eh, it's not, do you really need it? Um, if, especially if you're dealing with Premiere, is it essentially justified to go out and buy another card? Seeing as how well Premiere uses the GPU, for video editors, it's not exactly, um, you may not see that performance return. If you're a video editor on DaVinci Resolve, however, please let us know because we'd be fascinated to find out uh, how well that card performs on DaVinci Resolve, which is, um, in my opinion, far more better optimized to using your PC capabilities than Adobe Premiere. It's the trade-off, unfortunately, for the dynamic link. We're also going to be talking about WeWork's monthly subscription. It's a little bit of a mixed bag. So this new membership is particularly useful for freelancers or small businesses who need spaces without the long-term commitment and contracts. So if you're not too sure whether or not you're going to be working uh, from home next month, but you just want to be able to lock in at least one month working within an office environment, um, this will be something good for you. So this subscription allows you to book an office within any of WeWork's locations around the country quickly and presumably even offshore. Uh, so as long as there's a WeWork office that's within that area, you should be in theory able to book it out as long as it's available. Although just in case you're running off to get this now, just keep in mind that you could only book out the office. I think book out a space for around about two times because you get a set number of credits with this monthly subscription. And I think each time you book out an office, it takes up a little bit of those credits, which in other words means that you'd have to purchase more, which means you'd spend more money having to go into the office. It's, let's put it this way, it's not exactly sustainable long-term. However, how does this work? It works basically uh, by providing you with an app and then um, with that app, you can find a location. From there, you can book said space ahead of time and use a supplied key card to gain access into the office. Uh, each office includes a shared workspace, Wi-Fi, meeting rooms, common rooms, printers, and complimentary refreshments. So it's probably great for creative professionals who only want that office space for a set amount of time. And after that, they could either work from home or they're running off outside of the country to do some remote work. Just keep in mind though, that the locations of these are only gonna be within cities. And of course, while there are sites in, just using the UK as an example here, Birmingham, Manchester, Cambridge, most of the sites within the country by a significant amount are located within London. 
So in other news, YouTube uh, is going to start beta testing their TikTok competitor called YouTube Shorts, and that's going to be releasing within India first as a beta. So in case you're wondering why India, India was basically one of the first countries to start banning TikTok and had banned the platform, I think, back within June. Um, so it makes sense that YouTube would want to start there first because it was quite a popular platform within the country. Uh, there's a bit of a gap within the market there. So um, at the time it was banning, apparently to the BBC, India was TikTok's biggest foreign market with about 120 million users. An insane amount. So YouTube Shorts um, will feature up to around about 15 seconds worth of video for short form videos using YouTube's creative tools. And so much like TikTok, it's a multi-segmented camera setup, so you can start to string together multiple video clips, which is pretty neat. Uh, one of the more impressive things is that the videos can be set to music from YouTube's actual library, which is quite vast, as you can imagine. You also have, of course, speed controls to set up video edits if needs be, and of course, a help full-timer countdown to easily start recording. You'd probably end up seeing more similar tools to what the Creative Studio has uh, started to be transferred over to that app, uh, which is pretty neat. So uh, YouTube Shorts will be on Android first, although it's expected to branch into iOS over time. Uh, sorry, iPhone users, but to be fair, you have got a new update coming along, so there's not all woes there. So YouTube basically has uh, got a helpful summary in case you're a little bit confused on what YouTube Shorts will be, and they describe it as Shorts is a new short-term video experience for creators and artists who want to shoot short, catchy videos using nothing but their mobile phones. So Search Engine Journal has a good point in regards to what separates this platform from the other TikTok alternatives such as Instagram Reels. Not only are they releasing within India, which was a huge loss to TikTok when uh, they got banned in terms of users, but YouTube also has the most amount of active users, which Search Engine Journal has said it's roughly around about 2 billion active users, compared to TikTok, which has 700 million, and Instagram, which has 1 billion. So if you're a content creator and you're looking for the newest platform uh, to start releasing videos on, definitely worth keeping an eye on YouTube Shorts as they come out of India and we see this application being released globally. Okay, so the next one is a little bit dry, uh, which is more about Google Fiber, which will start testing uh, two gigabyte ethernet for $100 this fall. Now, 9to5 Google has a great article on this, and basically what this features is two gigabyte download speed with one gigabyte upload speed, which is just an insane amount. We're on a 100 megabyte speed within the office. That does us perfectly fine, but just thinking about two gigabytes per second is just mind-blowing. I don't even know how I'd, how you'd necessarily be able to take that space. I you know, Download all of your Steam games more or less instantaneously. I don't know. It's not a creative subject but it's probably good for creatives who have high workload uh, and have to upload review and download multiple edits footage and graphics um, assets consistently so say for example if you're a motion designer and you're creating this lovely animation but it needs to be exported out as a .mov you need the alpha channel in there and you need to be able to ping that off to a client very quickly uh, this is probably something you might be interested in. Although, keep in mind, if you're anywhere outside the US, sorry, it's for US only, and even then, it's only testing within Nashville, Tennessee, and Huntsville, Alabama. 
if you're a little bit impatient, don't worry. If Google still offers out the one gigabyte connection, um, which is for $70. So it will be testing in other cities this fall. It will be available for $100 per month. So we're just sort of scanning around the comments within the article and seeing what people were saying. And one person had a particularly good case in points, uh, which we hadn't considered, which is the problem about throttling. And this reads as one only problem. There are very few devices that actually support two gigabits second download speed. I'm not even sure Wi-Fi 6 routers even support this kind of speed. Although other users mentioned that it works on the basis of multiple devices that use that connection. Um, it'll be pretty impressive if you're using two gigabits pretty consistently in terms of download speed 24-7. So this connection is probably good for small business owners and large families consistently using the bandwidth. And as I said before, we've got 100 megabytes over here and we're doing perfectly fine at the moment. A uh, quick little mention that Amazon Music now does podcasts. So if you're Amazon Prime Music, you'll have access to podcasts and that released within the US, the UK, Germany and Japan. It's at no additional cost. Okay, so you could just sort of tune in now and it's just there, which is pretty neat. And uh, incidentally, of course, we'll be over there as well. So if it's more convenient for you to listen to us over on Amazon Music, check us out over there. So next up, we're talking about Sonnet's Clearview Pivot Lite program. So this application is particularly useful for reviewing things like uh, VFX files or checking color grading of a piece of footage. It's a professional tool and offers a potential solution for viewing footage remotely that utilizes full HDR with low latency. Pivot Lite is a smaller alternative to Pivot and is specialized for lower bandwidth spring support for workers who are remote. It's not going to be useful for if you're a regular content creator. This is probably for something if you're into VFX work or color grading and you need to send off a, a preview and need it to be done quite quickly over a secure connection. So it's going to cost you though, because from the UK standards, it's £4,800 for maintenance fees with a £1,000 12-month contract with the Pivot a box and monthly contracts are a minimum of three months and they are £1,200 per month. It might be a quicker alternative to the system that you're using currently to show work to teams. We don't know how long this sort of remote working situation is going to work out for or even if we're going to have to go into another lockdown. But the point being is, is that this is a more convenient way to potentially working from home for, again, VFX artists and people who are into color grading. So of course, next up, we're going to be talking about a new release that is on AE Scripts and it's called Autofill. Now, Autofill automatically creates filling animations for your shapes and images, far more convenient than creating them from scratch, and includes 25 ready-to-go presets. Like Photomotion, those presets come in a project-based file, but the actual application can work within any After Effects project. It's the presets that are project-based, not the actual tool itself. And it's supposedly GPU accelerated, so preview speeds are a lot faster, depending, of course, on your hardware. At that AE Scripts page, it seems to be pretty good. A fair bit of positive feedback. We're not seeing any complaints talking about the product. So if that sounds like something that you're interested, check it out. Um, it's currently on sale for 20% until the 29th of September and costs $40 at the moment, um, in contrast to $50, which is after September. If you're curious, also Phil has a video uh, on Plugin Everything's channel, although it is unlisted. So you can only find that video on the actual AE Scripts page for this application. But the video is quite good. It shows off the application, but it also teaches you how to create the effect from scratch, therefore demonstrating the amount of time that you save using 
autofill in contrast to just trying to do it by hand on Adobe After Effects. And a quick little bit of news also talking about something completely different here, which is the Oxcart Assembly and SpaceX launch. Frame Insider has an article currently, and that's to do with Oxcart Assembly, and they've been working in collaboration with SpaceX to create a series of animations for that launch. The quote within the article reads as, we had 60 days to select 60 seconds to represent 60 years worth of NASA history. It's a very good article and fully recommend checking it out. As said before, we have our own series of animations created for the launch. It's on our Instagram account currently, and we made our animations using Photomotion. And we've also made our own classes for these animations as well. So we have step-by-step -step tutorials talking about how exactly to construct those animations on our help desk. Okay, so in more content-related news in terms of what people have been releasing, um, so several new YouTube videos have dropped. Ben Marriott's released a new tutorial on creating glows and gradients within Photoshop. It's particularly useful information, especially if you're looking for ways to bring an extra bit of depth and immersion to your designs. And the video is roughly around about 10 minutes long, so it won't take too long. Creator Lab's third episode, if you remember back to last week, Creator Lab is basically the series that Adobe produced, um, and it's I think roughly one to two episodes per week featuring a successful creators, their tips in order to create a successful YouTube channel and some of the things that you might want to take on. Now this one's a little bit more lifestyle orientated. It features Molly Burke. And within this episode, Molly Burke touches upon a few helpful tricks in maintaining a healthy, balanced lifestyle with creating content consistently. So if you're struggling with that balance between the personal and the professional, trying to figure out when I should be working, when I shouldn't be working, and you know, you're a small time creator, you haven't got a team around you, you're having to do this all in-house, fully recommend watching this video. So in company news, what is in the works? What exactly are we up to? So we're just wrapping up on the Harry Potter tutorial and that should be available next week. Check that out on our YouTube page. We'll also be releasing a couple of Instagram snippets as well. We've also started production of a new series of classes. Um, I think that's roughly uh, five to six classes, although that will take substantially a lot longer, but that's something that's in the works. So therefore, there's going to be a sudden influx in educational content for Photomotion users. So look forward to seeing that as well as a series of new animations. And that basically brings us up to date for this week's news. As usual, thanks for listening. Uh, you could check us out at, at Integnity and find us on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. As a quick tidbit, if you're interested in Photomotion and what it has to offer and you're in the business of animation or just looking for some cool tool to explore the realms of 3D animation, feel free to check out Photomotion motion it's a great tool for bringing photos to life and of course we've got plenty of tutorials about it so what's not to lose take it easy out there guys and until next week